We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. That is not the sound of ocean waves. It's hundreds of buttons being scooped up by Nancy Hotchkiss at Scrap Be More. It always feels like everybody's grandmother's sewing box. Nancy Hotchkiss is the executive director of the nonprofit Scrap Be More, where donated art supplies can find a new purpose. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. What items do you accept at Scrap? We accept all sorts of arts and crafts materials. Um, We take fabric, yarn, um, all the sewing notions, as you were mentioning earlier. And they can be supplies of arts and crafts materials that have been used or are brand new. We're perfectly happy with it either way, because the point is to keep it out of the waste stream. Scrap Be More opened in 2016 in Federal Hill and then moved to the Pigtown neighborhood in 2019. What does the shop look like? We are actually in an old renovated garage. It is just a wonderful, eclectic mix of broken jewelry parts, a kid's craft area where we've got a fill a bag area where kids can dig through buckets and bins of stuff. Um, There are always happy shoppers in there, which makes me very happy because uh, it's nice to be around people that are in a good mood. On the record, producer Maureen Harvey spoke uh, with volunteer and fiber artist Emily Frost. I think we definitely live in a society that is really overwhelmed with consumerism, and that can be really create a lot of waste. And the part of this mission that really spoke to me was about taking things that would normally go to a landfill and finding a new purpose for them and also actively working against the notion that buying new things is the only way to get things. Tell us more about your mission at Scrap. Our mission is actually three-pronged. First is sustainability. We want to keep as many materials out of the waste stream as possible. We're pretty excited. Um, Since we opened, we've managed to divert 47 tons which is equal to about 22 adult male giraffes. We are also interested in creativity as a second prong of our mission. And creativity being just looking at these materials and thinking, what else could I do with them? I don't necessarily have to use them for their original purpose. What else could I do? Like taking old CDs and turning them into fun little ladybugs to stick on the refrigerator. Um, And our third part of our mission is accessibility. And that's kind of two different ways. Accessibility for cost. We never want arts to feel inaccessible because they're so expensive, and also accessibility with location. And in Baltimore City, um, people often talk about grocery deserts. I look around the city and I think about where there are arts and crafts deserts, because there aren't a lot of places to buy materials that are affordable. This is On the Record on WYPR. I'm Sheila Cast, speaking with Nancy Hotchkiss of Scrap Be More, a secondhand art supply store in Baltimore. Let's listen to volunteer Tina Cavaluzzi, who sews and knits as she sorts through a donation box. Uh, what's in this box, there's some, looks like this is like for making curtains, like this goes at the top, you know, so you can like make pleats. This is like some stiffener for the top of curtains. And then there's some fringe. Looks like there's some bias tape, some elastic, some lace. This is something for embroidery, which I don't know too much about, but I put that where it goes. Beyond the usual art supplies, fabric, knitting needles, what are some of the most unusual 
donations you've accepted? Gosh, it's so interesting because what's unusual to me may not be unusual to somebody else, but camera equipment, old camera equipment, broken jewelry, which is fine for us because we make these um, wonderful little things we call magpie jars, which are literally jars of broken jewelry and shiny bits. And people look at that and go, oh my God, I could make so many things from that. You never quite know when you're opening up a donation, um, what little treasure is going to be in there um, and how one of your shoppers may look at it. You know, we have somebody who does miniatures and they immediately look at every little thing and go, that could be a chandelier, that could be a tabletop. It really is in the eye of the beholder. Are there things that you can't accept as donations? I'm glad you asked that. There are things that we don't take because we know other um, reuse centers can use them. For instance, while we take fabric, we don't take curtains or tablecloths or things that have already been made into products because those are useful already and can go to a place that is like a Goodwill or something like that. We often ask people to send us pictures or to we'll call and talk them through it on the phone to make sure that they're bringing materials that we can accept and we don't want them putting stuff in their car that they won't be able to leave with us. Costume designer and crafter Heather brought her godson Felix to pick out some art supplies. Okay, buddy, what else do you want to put in it? Their little glass pieces. You want to put a couple of those? Aren't they pretty? We can glue them on something. Okay. You want to look around and see what else What else do you see to put in your bag? Oh, one more glass piece? Okay. Who are your customers? Our customers are predominantly um, folks that are interested in crafts already. They will be, you know, art students from high schools or the colleges. MICA students are with us a lot. We have crafters that are looking for a bargain and crafters who are looking for unusual items. We have lots of sewers because they know that this is an inexpensive place to get fabric, knitters and crocheters. And it was interesting watching during the pandemic that a lot of these crafts kind of had a bit of a resurgence while people were staying at home. And it's nice to see that that's continued. People that started to learn how to sew during the pandemic have kept it up. Same for knitting and crocheting. At Scrap, you are surrounded by all kinds of art supplies imaginable. Are you a crafter? I like to glue things together. My my dream for this was to go, can I spend years just with a glue gun in my hand, gluing stuff together? I like to knit, but I really am in awe of all these people that come in and all the different things that they do. I appreciate your telling us about Scrap Be More. Thanks. Thank you. Nancy Hotchkiss is the executive director of the nonprofit Scrap Be More, located in Baltimore's Pigtown neighborhood. At the On the Record page, we have more information about donating and volunteering with Scrap. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Whether created from yards of fabric or modest scraps, a quilt can make a powerful visual impact through color, texture, stitching, and the shapes of its pieces. Fiber artist Sandra Smith curated the exhibit Quilted Connections, a Sisterhood in Cloth, which features 17 quilts created by herself and two other members of the African American Quilters of Baltimore. The exhibit is on display at the Peel, Baltimore's Community Museum, through Sunday, March 19th. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you very much. How did this exhibit come to be? So this exhibit came to be as a result of two quilts that 
Roz, Glenda, and I made uh, to thank donors who gave money to help keep the peel alive. One of them tells a little bit about the history of the museum, and the other one features many of the stories that exist at the museum. And when we finished making the quilt, Nancy Proctor asked us if we'd like to have a show of our own works other than those two donor quilts. And so we said, yeah, and that was the beginning of the show. And how did you get started as a quilter? I got started as a quilter because I needed a bedspread many, many moons ago I'm from Boston, and I got my first apartment, and I told my grandmother that I needed a bedspread, and Grandma said, oh, have I got an idea for you? And she handed me an article from, I don't know, Ladies Home Journal or something like that, and it had a quilt design in it, and I made my first quilt as a result of that. I presume you already had some needle skills. I did. Way, way back, um, my first sewing forays were to make clothes for Barbie, and then I, I advanced and started making things for myself. And in this exhibit, you have five quilts. Tell us about The River. So The River is a quilt that was inspired because of an Indonesian sarong that I purchased And this sarong reminded me of mountains. So when I made that quilt, I made it um, thinking about having it in a horizontal direction. The horizontal direction reminded me of stalactites and stalagmites. And so I designed it thinking horizontally. But then after a while, I uh, put the quilt together and a suggestion from a group of, of quilters in Houston was to turn it on the um, on its side and have it be vertical. And when I hung it vertically, it looked like I had a river flowing from top to bottom with sand on the shores. And it just turned it in a totally different direction, visually and, and mentally. That fabric in the sarong has a weave that's extremely interesting. It has muted stripes in the shades of purple and gold and green. And what I ended up doing is taking that those perpendicular lines that are horizontal, and I tried to quilt parallel to those lines, but it came out like a big hot mess. So then I decided that I would zigzag, and that gave the fabric more, more room to expand and to lie flat if that makes sense. It does, and it's a beautiful quilt. Another quilt of yours, Peaceful Water, is a long rectangle with a thick black border and slender pieces of black, white, blue, and pink fabric in the interior. How do you approach designing a quilt? Do you come up with an idea first and then find the right fabric? Well, sometimes you come up with an idea and find the fabric. More often than not, I have the fabric, and that sparks the idea. Peaceful Water, however, was a, went the other way. It was a design that then needed fabric to fit into it. And I called it Peaceful, P-I-E-C-E, because it is a pieced quilt. It's a combination of various fabrics, African fabrics, hand-dyed fabrics, uh, batiks, and commercially available cottons. It's different than some of my other work in that I have a lot of 
curved pieces. Well, here's Rosalind Robinson talking about an unusual place where she drew inspiration for her quilt, The Edge of Reality. I am sometimes moved by the things in my environment. This time, it was an ice sculpture inside of a volcano, a subterranean volcano in Iceland, and which is where I was. I saw these beautiful ice sculptures that were clear and very rounded. And I took pictures of them and said, I'm going to quilt that shape. Sandra, where do you draw inspiration? Sometimes the inspiration comes from fabric. Sometimes the inspiration comes from a challenge that a a potential client might pose. I have um, designs that I just sit and doodle, and and as a result of the doodling, maybe that that makes a quilt. It also depends on mood. (laughs) So sometimes I feel like being very rigid and following something in a stepwise fashion. Other times, I just want to, like, go for it. And today I feel curvy. Tomorrow I feel square. It varies. That's fiber artist Sandra Smith on the record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking about an exhibit at the Peel Museum of quilts created by members of the African-American Quilters of Baltimore. Glenda Richardson created a quilt to honor gospel singer Mahalia Jackson. Jackson is in a white dress, arm raised in song. It's her physicality that makes the piece. It's what makes you hear Mahalia when you see it. And the fact that there's a stained glass background, you know this is somebody that's out of the spirit and in the spirit. The various, it's covered with vintage lace and vintage linens. She also loved wearing that big jewelry, so (laughs) it's in there, too. Sandra, how would you describe the power quilts have to tell a story? So quilts tell stories, I think, based on the viewer's interpretation of what they're looking at. So my river quilt, for me, looked like um, it should be laid out horizontally, and it was mountains turned it in another direction, and the viewers who looked at it said, wow, that looks like a river. So it, it, it might be that the artist had something in mind, but when people look at it, they see often other elements. Such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Artist Sandra Smith is the curator of Quilted Connections, a Sisterhood in Cloth, on display at the Peel Museum through Sunday, March 19th. You can also see more of Smith's quilts at the Quilts by Marylander show at the United States District Court of Maryland in Greenbelt. I'm Sheila Cass. Glad you're with us on the record.